0: Chapter 4. Going Rogue and Buying Bricks The only thing standing between you and everything you've ever wanted to do in life is doing it. Casey Neistat Once I dreamed the thought of running my business full-time, I couldn't put it away. I needed to turn my attention to the logistics of how I would achieve it now. What if after all this hard work, sacrifice and struggle, not to mention $90,000 in student loan debt, I didn't actually practice law? How could I tell my wife that? I've never been able to keep anything from Emily. Even when I have a surprise for her, I end up spilling the beans every time. Two weeks before her birthday, we'll be driving down the road and I got you a beautiful new bracelet just will pop out of my mouth. It's an illness. I guess there were those times when I told her we were going to a restaurant and the kids and I surprised her by taking her to the airport for a secret vacation, but that was only after many years of not being able to keep a thing from her. I'm better at keeping secrets from my wife now. Don't tell her. Even when we were dating, I had the spill everything to Emily illness. We had only been on two dates before it hit me that I'd like to marry her someday. Any normal person would keep that to themselves for a long time but precisely seven days after our first kiss, I proposed. Seven weeks later, we were married. We've been through a lot together, but this was a bigger test for our marriage than we'd ever faced before. How do you wake up one morning, roll over to talk to your spouse and say, um, Shmoopsy Poo, remember how we spent $90,000 on law school and you scrimped and sacrificed taking care of our two little babies full time and keeping the house while I basically lived at the law library on a ruined wingback blue chair over the last three years to become a lawyer. You remember that? And do you remember how we were going to have my income as an attorney and the income from my blog to support us to change all that? Well, I was thinking about trading in my suit and tie for some sweats and a t-shirt so I can lounge around at home all day and blog from my laptop. I don't know how that would go in most marriages, but here's how it went in mine. As soon as I said it, Emily responded, I know it seems crazy, but I think you can do it, Jim. I've been wondering if you should go for it. And now that you're bringing it up to... Sorry, Uh, honestly, I'm getting a little choked up reading this. I think that means you should. That's a, I guess I have to just mention that's just what life is like with Emily. She has been the one who has allowed my dreams to live for a moment, even when I get caught up in kind of crazy ones like this one.
1: I think you're giving me a little bit too much credit here, Jim. When we were dating, too
0: much. Who wants less credit from their spouse?
1: When we were dating, you showed me your bucket list and you had marked off a few things that you had already achieved. And when I saw that, there was an instant belief that you were going to achieve the things that you decided on. And that was just part of who you were.
0: But it wasn't that the future was certain at all. I mean, it's it's good if you can have trust in your spouse, but I didn't know how it would end up. I mean, I was starting a business, we had a few months of success, of bringing in money, and I was about to throw away three years of a legal education. I think most spouses would rightly be concerned.
1: And I probably did have some concern but it was equal to your concern. My doubt was never in you. It was mostly in your decision, was my decision, and was our decision going to work? I think the difference between us and some people is our spiritual foundation because we have the mentality that it's all going to work out, whether it's for good or for bad. If we were unsuccessful, we would find a way out and get back on the right path.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's true that in the end, we believe that everything's gonna be okay, but it doesn't mean that we aren't going to be in horrible financial
1: straits for a decade if I mess this up. You're right, and I would have been okay to go through horrible financial stress for a decade with you because that was the decision that we both made.
0: All it took to begin the momentum toward my goal was taking the very first step of removing the distraction from my job as an attorney. I turned down the job I'd been offered and prepared to go a different direction. There would never be a salary or a pension in my future, or a boss to simply tell me what to do each day. We were going rogue. We decided to take the future into our own hands and see how far we could take the opportunity. There is something you want to accomplish too. Otherwise, you wouldn't have bought this book. Would you like to have boundless energy to spend every day teaching your kids as a stay-at-home mom? What country do you want to travel to? What social issue would you love to work on? Would you like to do something in politics? Write a book? Climb a mountain? Run a marathon? Learn Spanish? Every person alive has something in their mind they'd like to do or accomplish. I learned how you can accomplish those goals in Brazil. How to accomplish a goal. I lived in Brazil for two years as a missionary. One day, I went to visit a man named Marcos in a rural community outside Itu. My companion and I had been to his house a number of times, and I noticed a small stack of 15 to 20 bricks behind Marcos' house. The next time we visited, I noticed the bricks were arranged differently, and there were a few more. Again, on a third visit, I thought the stack seemed slightly larger. Eventually, I asked him jokingly if he was starting a collection of bricks. He answered, Someday, we will have children, and I'm going to have enough bricks to make a room for them. I asked him when he was going to pick up the rest of the bricks, and he responded, I don't really know when I'll have enough bricks. Every time I have a little extra money, I buy a few more bricks and carry them home. That attitude taught me something about achieving big goals. All big goals are achieved by small starting steps. Contrast Marcos' attitude to a painter I met not long ago. He was lamenting to me that he was having a difficult time finding enough jobs painting houses. His business wasn't doing well, and it was stressful for him. He even said he wasn't sure if painting houses was the future he'd like to have. Remembering the hidden blessing I found while working in the dollar store of being able to listen to podcasts, I suggested that the painter use his many quiet work hours to learn skills that could improve his situation." he could not have been less interested in my suggestion. He just looked at me with an expression of someone who had just watched Star Trek and baseball for a few hours. I wish I could personally sit down with you and talk about your bucket list and how you could accomplish it. I wish I could work on them with you and bust them out together. I wish I could come to your house and sit down in your living room and drink a root beer with you, but that would be strange. I digress let's keep this simple imagine i'm sitting in front of you talking with you face to face you tell me the goal you've dreamed and i'd tell you this prove it you want it so bad i dare you to take just one step people can dream all they want but the vast majority of people will dream the rest of their lives away do you have a goal and you really mean it i dare you to actually do one tiny thing about it today Are you going to make your goal the goal of a brick collector? Somebody who takes little tiny steps and eventually knows they'll reach their goal? Or are you the painter who will dream of things and want to achieve, but will never actually do anything about it? Want a bigger house? Go spend $5 on a brick. Want to lose weight? I dare you to eat only a small salad for dinner tonight, just tonight, one time. Want to be a better dad? I dare you to take your kid camping this weekend, even if you've never done it before. Want to get a college degree? I dare you to request your high school transcript. Want to go to New Zealand? I dare you to sell something from your garage on Craigslist and put the money in your savings account. You won't, though. At least, statistically, you won't. According to the University of Scranton, 81% of people are unable to maintain their New Year's resolution goals long term. Very few people actually do anything about their goals. We just like to dream of a time when we might achieve in the future and regret that we didn't achieve in the past. If you don't harness your work energy, you'll be a lazy lump of lard who won't achieve a goal because it's too hard. Yes, I'm trying to provoke you. No, I don't actually know if you are in fact a lazy lump of lard. I want to poke the bear. If you care at all about bettering your situation, I dare you to take the tiniest, simplest, easiest step toward your goal today. Three years ago, I told my wife I wanted to learn the guitar. One of the things on my bucket list is to play Time of Your Life on the guitar. Why did I pick the most cliche song ever to learn on the guitar? Because I'm a cliche kind of guy, okay? Give me some slack. My wife researched and researched and bought me a beautiful guitar. On Christmas morning, I excitedly opened the gift wrapped in the peculiar shape of a guitar case. I was thrilled to see the tool I'd used to knock off another item from my bucket list. I tuned it up and printed off the chords to time of your life as well as fingering diagrams for each of the most common chords. That guitar case has not been opened a single time in the ensuing three years. I kid you not. I can be a lazy lump of lard too if I don't intentionally fight against it. So when I say you're a lazy lump of lard, I'm not throwing stones. I'm calling you a human being and human beings are simply not good at daring to take the first step toward dreams. We almost always lean toward the comfort of doing what we have always done. Here's why I feel so adamantly that you must take some kind of step today before you go to sleep. I'll explain it with a story. A few years ago, a friend of mine came to my house and asked for help. He was struggling financially and wanted to learn how to create an income online. I had the perfect opportunity for him. I owned a website about baseball that I had purchased as an investment. Yes, I know, that's funny, I hate baseball, but it looked like a good investment, so I bought it. This friend loved the idea. I offered that he could write blog posts about baseball on the site and better monetize the solid traffic the site was getting. I'd give him everything the site earned after the amount it was already earning. It was an incredible opportunity for him because the site was already established and had decent traffic. It was in a topic he was familiar with and I'd be mentoring him through every step of the process. I spent several hours showing him exactly what he needed to do and he left my house extremely excited to get going and for what this opportunity meant for him. Two years later, I logged back into the baseball site. Guess what? He never once wrote a single article, never touched the site, never made any improvements and the site had died out. Humans are experts at freezing up and choking At the moment when we need to swing for the fences, we all do it. That wasn't the only time this had happened. After I successfully built my business, I had over a dozen friends and family members come to my kitchen table and pour out their hearts about how desperately they wanted to start an online business making content. Each time, they'd left with a clear tutorial on what to do and my offer to spend as much time with them as they needed. Seriously, this happened at least a dozen times or more. Each time, they'd assure me they'd be the exception who would immediately get to work on the opportunity. There were a few who did and fizzled out in a month or less, but most of them never even took step one. I should add at this point that I'm also a lazy lump of lard. Yes, I took the opportunity to start a business, but do you know how many times I've been so incredibly committed to starting a diet today? It's embarrassing. Trust me, I'm a lazy lump of lard just like you are. Given the right circumstances, we're all lards. Boy, I hope that last sentence isn't the one line from this book that gets quoted in reviews. Action step four. Take one step toward the goal you want. Few readers of this book will suddenly shift careers or suddenly quit their job to blog in their pajamas. Please don't do that. It sounds like a terrible idea. Yet every reader can buy a brick today, so to speak. Update your resume for your dream job that matches your work energy and just stick it on Monster.com. What do you have to lose? Open a note on your iPhone and write a plan for losing weight that matches your work energy. Go out and play with your kids by doing something you'd really enjoy, rather than being a martyr and following your kids around the local trampoline park like a zombie. Want to travel the world but have no money? Go put $5 in your savings account right this second. Want to start an online business? Go buy your dot-com right now and tell yourself someday you're going to write on it. It doesn't matter how desperate you feel you are or how badly you want to achieve your goal. It doesn't matter how resolute you feel now or how big you dream. The truth is you're about to choke big time. Yes, I'm provoking you again. I dare you to just take one step forward toward your goal and prove to me that you are the exception do it today. Something concrete, something today. Go buy your brick. Just go buy a single brick. It doesn't matter if you don't have the blueprints for the whole house yet. You're going to need a brick. So every brick is one brick closer. And if you don't buy the brick, you might be a lump of lard. But keep coming back to your goal and try again. Keep thinking about it and dream about how your life could change. What do you have to lose, a brick?